and the recording has started. Well, good morning, good evening, and good night, everybody. Welcome to Karate <laughs> Without Bell. Yeah, that's about right. God knows what time it is in your world, but it's really early in his world, and it's getting late in mine. It, you know, it's one person's waking up, one per- we're but bo- We're both doing this at a time where it's like, you just came, came off of work, work and dinner. It's mm-hmm. going from one day into another where I'm at. So, you know, we're recording this at an odd time, an odd hour, because we're both really busy with stuff. That's it. You know what the important thing is, though? It's yes. always five o'clock somewhere. True. Which means for, for someone who's listening, it's probably beer o'clock, so good for you. Good for them, indeed. I'm really not going going there right now until <laughs> because uh, I don't like I don't know about you but I can't sleep with alcohol like I'll yeah, sleep well, like I'll sleep like a baby for like three hours and then wake up and be right. up for the rest of the night no I never had that problem um but I stopped drinking January this year again um and, and last time I stopped drinking was yeah just cause and it lasted four years this time, it's because it was the easiest way to get additional calories out of my diet so I could right. get some weight loss going on. So, yeah, I don't miss it. Same as last time, I don't miss it. So, um, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, I think it ultimately is. I mean, it's also, I, if you do it by yourself, I understand that. But if it's more of a social thing, I get that. But it, it generally devolves one way or the other. That's the kind of the, the nature of the beast, which yeah, is yeah. a lot of a lot of way a lot of martial artists do just that's how they do if there's yep. any any movie or any person you know who is not a drinker i would be surprised i would be vehemently surprised yeah sure so cool so sure. what what have you been up to my friend what have i been up to eh, not a lot we've got a uh, a guy coming out from the states he's due to arrive in new zealand and Ooh, about 48 hours. Um, really? Yeah, that close. So Lee will be getting on his plane in LA probably within the next, I don't know. I was trying to work it out on the way home. It's a 13-hour flight out here plus his travel from Kansas City. So that kills the best part of a day. Um, yeah. And he, and he arrives at lunch or around about midday. Um, actually, no, that's not right. He arrives in New Zealand uh, around breakfast time Thursday morning. So... Yeah, he must be getting ready to leave home. He'll be packed and probably doing his his last bits and pieces before he gaps out. And right. he's here for 10 days. So I've taken Ooh. next week off work. And that's what I'll be doing for the best part of 10 days is just training with this guy, which will be really cool, really good for me. Um, cool. So, yeah, that's that's the next 10 days. But you asked about the last two weeks. Well, that's just work and training and work and training and, and preparing for a guy to come out here for 10 days. So that's really And making special. a cake, apparently. Yeah, I, I did make a cake. I did make a cake. And as you saw, I also made, what was it, 37 pairs of, of chizzy kunbo for our seminars that are coming up. Which um, you may or may not have glued to the top of a ceiling. And that's you know, right. Uh, but... Just for the record, that's the carpet in the lounge. Yeah. Oh, we, really? We have, yeah, we have cheap secondhand carpet because we couldn't afford new carpet when the time came. So... I scored I scored a houseload of carpet for free, um, seeing as though my my children, as they aged from zero to twenty, destroyed the first lot of carpet in the house. Um, the second lot, we decided we'd keep it cheap as well for the time being, and and then we'll redecorate with the gold and silver when the brats are gone. Oh, mm. what about the second generation? Uh, 
cross that bridge when I get to it. Maybe yeah. they'll have better behaviour than my own kids did. <laughs> or not. I, I'm just thinking like 20, year, 20 years of carpet. I don't think we ever had that. Like I remember having carpet in like the first house that I lived in. Uh-huh. And it just being extremely different on each floor. Like, sure. like extremely different. And then we moved it. Then every other house subsequently to that, we've had like a floor rug, maybe mm-hmm. just because it happened to be there. And then mm-hmm. that was it. And then mm-hmm. no more carpets. Mm-hmm. Eve to this day. That's right, Cash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we've, could... we've, yeah, we've had carpet everywhere. I mean, I, when I was very young growing up, the house was polished wood floor. Um, and then when we moved house for the first two years in the new house that mum and dad had built, we were we were on concrete um, because the carpet came much later. Right. So we yeah we had concrete for a couple of years and then when the carpet went down yeah and it just is what it is. Funny. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, we didn't I've... come here to talk about carpet, really, did we? Ah uh, no, no, we didn't. But not so much. Eh. Look, it goes where it goes. Um, I've been I've been rearing rearing to get to Japan um, in less. Mm. Probably by the time you're done with everything um, out in NZ, I'll probably be on my way to Japan. Right. Um, yeah, it's less than two weeks now, and it's so. Wow. Cr- I'm like, I like, I I just went like, all right, not working this day, not working this day. I'm gonna have to drive three hours to get this one thing done here. I need to drive two hours to get this one thing done here. Uh-huh. All re- all resulting all because of the dog. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is thankfully asleep right now. But. That's funny because you. I mean, we've been talking about this move now for what a good two years. You've been mooting the idea, and oh, I think I'll go back to Japan. I want to go back to Japan, and so on and so forth. And now here you are, what two weeks away? Boom. <laughs> yeah. That's well, crazy, and I, man. yeah, it is. It is, and I'm toying with the idea of doing kind of a vlog journey back to Japan. I like the, sure. just the journey back over. We'll see about that. But, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, I think where we were kind of talking about when we had gotten off last time of doing the podcast, mm-hmm. um, and you had, you have now magicked up on Quora an entire <laughs> thing because Quora can can get bitchy at you about about talking about this on, on Quora, but YouTube don't care what we talk about. So yeah, pretty uh, much, you know. Yeah, so, I'm not going to so mention yeah. names because YouTube's apparently getting like extremely bad about like comments uh, regarding potential. Like you've probably already said something that may have <laughs> had them come after us oh, well, regarding you your that. offspring. Oh, but, you get that. Uh, yeah. Um, but um. But yeah, just yeah, on right. the future the quor- of things. Yeah, the core thing. So yeah. So what happened was. Um, I got this opportunity to open what Quora now call a space, which is like, uh, I suppose you could call it a, uh, a private discussion or chat room. Is it a and, final frontier? Yeah, maybe. Who, who knows? Yeah. I'm sure they can do better than me for the for their final step. But anyway, um, yeah, apparently for the last three years, two or three years, um, I've been a top writer on Quora for um, things like martial arts, karate, self-defense, fighting and whatnot. And really all I do is sit down in my spare time and just spitball ideas um, as answers to people's questions. But 
they came to me and said, here, open this thing. Here's some space. Do what you like with it. Okay, let's call it Practical Karate and Kobudo. And yeah. the, the opening uh, salvo I fired across the bow was, here we are. We're in the in in what I called or what I thought of as the third century of karate. So At least everyone knows. Yeah, 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 exactly. So everyone knows martial arts are hundreds of years old. But if you try to go back past the 1800s, you're not going to find any photos. You're not going to have any film. You'll get rough sketches at best. Yeah. Um, and, and to even say that anyone can has accurately recorded anything from there, um, define accurate. I mean, there's going to be an element of, of inaccuracy no matter how they've done it. So I called that, that year, or the 1800s, the first century of karate. And then the 1900s, I said, right, that's the second century. And that was when it became a thing. And we saw... Bruce Lee, you know, obviously not directly karate related, but we saw Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris and all these other guys and they made movies and everybody became famous. And, you know, in the later part, or particularly that was particularly the later part, but the right. mid and even early 1900s, we're seeing video, um, photographic histor uh, historical photos. We're seeing film. Um, right. World, War, World War II comes along. All these guys from around the world, are living in Japan, they're living in Okinawa for periods of time, they're learning. And, and karate became a thing. And, you know, it go popped right out to worldwide. The, yeah, absolutely. And, and you go to the 80s and the 90s, and we had the karate kid, and we had karate was the shit. It, it, it ruled the roost. It did. And then, you know, 2000s came, and it wasn't just the 2000s, this was happening in the late 1990s and things. Um, yeah. You know, BJJ and Muay Thai and all these other arts are now the, they've got the limelight. And, you know, in some cases, rightfully so, through the UFC and things like that. Um, Stuff so that have been around it. just as long, by yeah. the Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's not much different. It's just that they got, yeah, the spotlight turned to them. So I'm sitting here going, okay, well, the 1900s were the second century of karate. So the 2000s have to be the third century that we have recorded, that we have accurate details for. So what do we need to do to make karate a big thing in the third century and continue the the development and the um, the growth of this art so that it doesn't die off somewhere? And that's that was the question I posed. And we've had some answers and some ideas and nothing particularly um, light bulb inspiring, let's say. Yeah, but it, it's been an interesting discussion all the same, and and you and I have had a bit of a yak about it, and yeah, mm. I, I think it's, yeah, it it poses some thought. What is it that we need to do to keep this thing alive? So yeah, that's well, where it came well, from anyway. No, that's a, no, and that's a great no, that's a great place to get to to start from, mm. and I think I would I would want to kind of like bring it back bring it back to like when you start to say the quote the. I don't want to say "quote unquote," but uh -huh. you know the first re references of "te" or "te" mm -hmm. is you know it mixed in with whatever was being brought over from China, yeah, um, at that time. So we can kind of reference it back there, all right. But then there's also kind of the native stuff that was going on with the grappling and whatever else that mm -hmm. can be got, got on. I mean, yep. he, and this is the thing I think a lot of people have a misconception about. Okinawa is the as recently as of 2016 was called this 
um, by the president of Japan, the gateway of Asia. Huh. A, a lot of things, if you look at it on a map, between kind of south, north, east, and west um, of most places in Asia, Pacific, Oki, you have to kind of filter through Okinawa in mm-hmm. some way. Mm-hmm. Um, this is why it's so strategically important today. Mm-hmm. Um, but every part of around that area has had some connection to it. Taiwan, China, Japan, uh, Hawaii, yep, um, the Philippines. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think that it's important to understand when people, especially when, and we talked about authenticity and stuff like that, but when people want to say, well, this is the real, true, authentic thing that they came up with in Okinawa, people were coming and going. People were yeah. doing what they do with martial arts. They find what works and they use it and they utilize it. Yes, that's um, right. And I feel like that's kind of misstep in people's thinking, at least from translation, is I think where things started falling off. Is where the right. practical practical falls off in in the second century, so so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the idea of let's say Mr. Miyagi, mm-hmm. um, and it kind of goes way too far, like into the into the fantastic. Mm-hmm. When in reality, like there's an old World War Two, uh, pre World War Two. It's like around that time, just when the empire was Japanese Empire was just rising up. And mm-hmm. it was just showing. It's a the whole video is a sh- like probably not even fifteen or twenty minutes long, but it showcases old Okinawa. And one of the things it showcases is just dudes training in karate. And yes, I say dudes because women were excluded from that. Right. Rightfully or wrongfully so. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say wrongfully so. Right. But like you just see dudes just in pants training mm-hmm. and doing kata and lifting weights and like just being swole in right. like nineteen twenty. Uh-huh. And then flash forward eighty years later, you got dudes selling DVDs with their guts hanging over their belts. Hey, that's me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm trying to lose weight, damn it. <laughs> But no, uh, well, no, you're right. I, I'm making a, a, a kind of a, a, a an allusion to some th- something we both know. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, yeah, that's kind of what I mean. Where it's like we we've fallen off this weird. It's, it had gone from this thing where people just trained mm-hmm. to this thing where it you know the guy sitting there knows magic things, and clearly they, no one was knowing magic things then. Um. I sound slightly inarticulate it's because it's a late, but um, I you can kind of see the picture I'm trying to paint here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it makes that, sense. And that, I mean, that's kind of what I'm saying is, you know, you, you made reference to a point there about people are standing up saying this is the most authentic, this is the thing, whatever. Yeah, cool. Um, you might be able to take that specific carta for argument's sake and you can trace its history back so many years through such and such a written thing, but when was when did we last see it performed by someone who knew? You're not going to find anyone alive today. I challenge you to find anyone alive today who saw somebody performing, for argument's sake, Parsi, 
in the 1700s or the 1800s. It's not going to happen. So right. is is the kata, the pasai, the applications, the whatever we're teaching today, how close is it to the real thing? And does it actually matter anymore? Are we focusing on how, and again, you and I have had this discussion a lot, are we focusing on I must have the most authentic kata when the reality of it is it's, it's you, you don't know how authentic the thing actually is. It well, could be, I, yeah. go on. Go, go ahead. No, I was going to say, it, it could be the third cousin twice removed, not even of the same lineage anymore, and, and we just call it this thing. We call it Parsi, but it has no um, connection whatsoever to whatever the original was. How do we know? So um, the question I was going through for myself is, why should we get hung up on this? Does it matter? Should we care? Or are we better to focus on what we've got today and where we're trying to go with it rather than worrying about the past too much? Well, and I think that that is two concerns. I mean, one is obviously um, it goes into what's what's true to your lineage. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the lineage discussion is something completely different. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm not going to go too far into it right now. But it's, you know, dad did it this way, for example. Yep. I'm going to do it the way dad did it. Mm-hmm. Your son sees you do it. And it's like, is that the way grandpa really did it? Maybe they have a video of grandpa. Grandpa wasn't doing it that way. Yeah. There's a debate, right? Um, yep. uh, and karate is not the only tradition or thing that, that has a long history that's done this. Um, uh-huh. Any historical, religious, you know, traditional context might have this. And this sure. is where you kind of get into people becoming do- over dogmatic about it. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, it's, I think you, we just got to, you have to work with what you have, but also don't try to get too far away from where your roots are. And because most likely your roots have more than kind of whatever overspun off ideas Mm -hmm. uh, you have. Our lineage definitely does too much with that. Right. Right. Um, I don't know if we want to get into specifics or not, but it's stuff that it's uh, stuff that let's dodge some of that. Yeah. 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 But like, but then it's like, also like, I think there's also a matter of like, all right, we have Okinawa. I was talking about specifically Okinawa and karate. How many people do Nahaji? Yes. How many people do Sanshin? Right. Those are like the two katas yes. that everyone, one or Absolutely. the other everyone does. Right. In yes. Some way. How come Uechiru don't look like Gojiru? Yeah. How come Shonryu ain't looking like Ishinryu? Yeah. Well, maybe it's, it's kind of branding, one. Yeah, possibly. Maybe they um, worked out the answer to my question earlier than I have and just decided, you know, who gives a shit? Let's do it our way. Who, who gives a rat's ass? We're going to do it our way. And doing it live. We, yeah, we're going to do whatever it happens to. We're just going to make it work our way and not get hung up on the history anymore. And maybe that's the thing. And that led me, you know, I followed that along and go, well, so what do we, what, what is it that we need to achieve? Um, I wouldn't use the word prove, but yeah, what are the goals we need to achieve in the third century of karate? And I think if we try and tie back too much to history and, and aim for the, you know, we look too far behind us and go, what I'm teaching is this. It's what it was back in the 1810, whatever. Yeah, no, probably not. 
how about we focus on what works today? There's a lot of people out there teaching stuff. You look at um, Krav Maga. You look at um, elements of the Russian Sistema system right, for, for, for better or worse, whether you like it or not. You look at what these guys are teaching and you can see moves, see motion in there, which you could say, well, that's just karate. So maybe or is with... karate just what we're doing, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's just it's a thing. It's motion. So, are we focusing in the wrong place? Because the world at the moment seems to be interested in um, the only thing that's important is either what's on YouTube proven to work or someone who got in the octagon and proved it worked. So, well, and, yeah, they're gone. No, Go well, on. and I was going to tie that to. Um... I don't know if you ever heard of what's his what's his face, um, what's his face. I'm trying to pull up his name. Um, so there's a video that came out. God, it must have been a, a long time ago. I'm pro- probably like ten years ago. Uh-huh. This guy named Xu um, Xiaodong in China, mm-hmm. and he's a mainland China too. Okay, so let's let's set the context there. Um, yep. And he challenged. This guy, you know, kind of Fu Manchu type, you know, Pai Mei beard type guy yeah, who yeah. had all these followers. Maybe you've seen this video. Maybe you know what I'm talking about. This is not the, the guy who was knock, trying to knock people over with chi and it's not the chi balls one coming out again, is it? Well, no, well, I'm not. And, and, but it's an MMA guy who was like, all right, let's do yeah. it. And he yeah. gets it right into it and just punches him in the face and he goes down. Yeah. And it's just and done. Well, the 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 story, the the more context of that is like the Chinese police were like, okay, and you're arrested. Yeah. Well. And that's he's assault. Like, it doesn't matter which way you slice it; it's assault. Yeah. Well, and it, <laughs> he's still out there today, like basically trying to go out there and dismiss all of the traditional Chinese stuff. Yeah. He he's on this like uh, Vice has a really good video on it. Um, right. It's for probably from about two years ago, but um, you know, I think that that's kind of exemplary of of this discussion, uh-huh. right? Because we have that one people who just just they care about getting in the octagon and, and fighting and and beating the crap out of each other, right? Yeah. How how long ago was karate like that? Yeah, well, I don't know that answer. I wasn't around, but, but I mean, you I, can see, you know. I haven't seen any old footage of anyone fighting at that level in a classical Okinawan or Japanese martial art. We hear lots of stories about it. Yes, we've heard a lot. We've heard a lot of the old, and and you know, I'm wondering if those old stories are yarn or not. Now, yeah, you have. Yeah, you're right. You do have to wonder. I mean, a few years ago, and I'm pretty sure you were you were definitely at the same event. Um, yeah. We speaking with a guy who trained in Okinawa with the founder of our lineage and talking about this, the Bogu Kumite, the heavy full contact Kumite. And, right. you know, the, the, this particular Hanshi was, he was telling us, I was there, I saw it. Yeah, okay, I'll buy that for what it is. I'll buy yeah. that you saw it. I'll buy that, yeah, someone was sparring heavy hard um, and they were hurting each other. That's cool. But again, I still haven't seen it. Which comes back as much as I hate the saying. If it ain't on YouTube, it ain't real. I hate that saying. Well, if it hasn't, if yeah, if it hasn't been, if we don't actually have physical yeah. evidence of it, yeah, um, it, it doesn't. It, it rings a certain element of truth. If we can't 
yeah, if we can't see it, it isn't real. So what do we need to do? Does karate need to produce people who can get in the UFC and um, and win? Is that relevant for the next century? I don't know. Um, what's this? There's another one out now. I think they call it. They call it combat karate, where the ring—it's not an octagon; it's a square ring, but it's got sloping sides. Have you seen that one? That's no. kind of cool. That's kind of cool because they've taken out the ground and pound. In that, if the fight goes to the ground, I think they've got five seconds or something to to sort it out um, right. before the ref steps in, breaks, and gets them to stand up again. So for me, that's a lot more interesting. Um, I don't like watching UFC because I don't enjoy watching the ground fighting. Oh respect them and they'd tear me apart if I got in there and tried to do it but I don't yeah I just don't like it It, but this other one actually makes some sense is that what we need to do do we need to take our classic carter derive the applications from it and prove that they work in the ring that way is that what we need for the next century I think that to an element yes I think there needs to be like some be and there needs to be some I've heard and I've heard again this is something I've heard happen I've never seen it but mm-hmm. like people doing essentially jujitsu with tuite or tuite and mm. um kata application and stuff like that yeah yeah and I think so, this this is this is when I hear like you say like people worry about like the 1800s I'm like I'm I'm more worried worried about like the 1970s and 80s because mm-hmm. this is when I heard all this stuff happened yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Okay, why don't we have that around anymore? Why aren't people practicing like that anymore? Yeah, that's why, right. Why do we have so many people who just don't... And it, this is a big thing that gets me, and I know... I don't think we split hairs on this, but it's just like, um, you know, physical fitness needs to kind of be be at a forefront with people. You know, why why do boxers and MMA people could beat, beat the ever-loving heck out of some karateka because yeah, yeah. they don't train yes because yeah, they don't right. they just do kata and yeah. maybe some calisthenics why because their teachers only know how to do that yeah because their teachers probably didn't know how to teach them how to do that yeah uh, the mma somewhere guys a, yeah somewhere there was a disconnect right well and i think it's this way like sport karate people, like or sport martial arts people, have access to the okay. I need to be good at this. How mm-hmm. do I get the good at this? Strength training, speed yeah, yeah. training, right? That kind of stuff. Running, like like doing all the all the stuff to get you know to physically build yourself. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what I've heard from our end on the traditional end wall is like, oh yeah, that's well you know it's all good for the ring, but you know in a real street fight, I'm like in a real street fight these guys would have an edge. Like yeah. in a real street fight, these guys would be fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if a, knife, if, if a knife comes out, it wouldn't be good. But like, it wouldn't knife comes out, it wouldn't be good for you either. Oh, by the way, you're out of shape. Like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You need to have enough. Um, there's got to be enough conditioning there to handle the opponent you're up against. So whether you're in the the octagon or the, I've looked it up now. I'm looking at it on YouTube the karate combat stuff. Whether you're in the the sloped ring or the octagon or a real street fight. If you don't have the bottle, you're not going to, you won't get through it. It doesn't matter what. So that's one thing that we definitely have to have going into the third century. It's time to have, um, 
conditioning. And for me, I see I'm I'm terrible. I I hate fitness training. I hate strength training. Um, so I say to my students that come into my dojos, like, don't come here to get fit. You're in the wrong place. Go pay a PT to get you fit. But I'll teach you good martial arts. And I was talking with a physiotherapist uh, a couple of weeks ago. And we were discussing exactly this. And he said, well, what you'll find is the professional sports now, they don't focus on getting fit for the sport. They focus on getting fit with the sport or by practicing the sport. Right. And this, this rolls back to what you were talking about. Go back to the 20s, that old footage, and there's guys lifting chishi and throwing Congo Ken around. They're using actual karate training to get strong and fit for doing karate. Right. There's something in that. You don't need to have a specific training program um, created by a PT or, or something. You just need to damn well train. And if well, you do it right, you yeah. should get the conditioning as well. Well, and I think, you know, those guys in the 20s didn't maybe didn't have access to all the science and stuff we have today or of like kind of a, a opt, more optimal ways of doing stuff, right? Like if you train, like if you do the same, it's, it's just a fact. Like everyone's different, but everyone's muscles, you know, endomorphic, endomorphic, whatever. I'm, damn it, Marty, I'm a, I'm a English teacher, not a doctor. But, yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, if you work your biceps at really, really hard intensity, yeah. even for even for a moderate period of time, you need that 48-hour period for the muscle tissue to regenerate for yeah. optimal growth. So if you're trying to do the same thing five days a week with that, yeah, it's going to go you, wrong. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, got to do it the smart way. Um, yeah, so balance your training. Go to go to the dojo one day and do some heavy workouts, swing some heavy weapons, throw around some concrete on a stick, whatever you got to do. And then the next day, go in and work your technique. Do your, um, you know, shadow boxing, if you like, for, for lack of a better term. Do some shadow boxing. But for God's sakes, if, especially if you're a karate dojo, don't, Go, yeah, I'm going to shadow box and pull your hands up like a boxer and start moving like a boxer. That's not classical movement. It's not the right movement. And that's this is one of the things where I think karate is losing it. In this, in this, as we, you know, we're in this third century and everyone says, I'm going to do kata. Well, they did this last century as well. I'm going to do my kata and then I'm going to get in the ring and free spar and it goes ding, ding, and he pulls his hands up and acts like he's some kind of really bad Mike Tyson. Don't right. confuse you know, you, if you can't use the stuff that's in your carter to actually fight with, go away and look at it closer because it will work. If you look hard enough, you'll find the answers. And I think that's where my, my motivation for what remains of my training life is, is to take that. Is, I'm, I'm getting less and less inspired about looking for answers in other people's studies and training and more and more interested in looking for it in my own. Um. Because what I'm seeing is it doesn't matter who you train with, they all pretty much do the same thing anyway. Uh, whether he's, he's good at Silat or whether he's good in Ruku Kempo or whether he's good in Kung Fu or, or he's right. good in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you can pick out the same moves anywhere. They all do the same shit one way or another. So, yeah, I'm thinking for me that what are we doing in the third century? Right, it's time to make this art effective. Time to prove to people that you don't need to study karate to learn some cool kata and swing bits of stick around then go study Krav Maga to actually learn how to protect yourself. You don't need that. That confuses me. That confuses yeah. me to no, L, to no end. 
like that exact sentiment of just yeah. like of like I'm going to learn karate to get a belt. Then I'm gonna yeah. learn Krav Maga to not get shot by a gun. Like, yeah. I don't like, think so. You, it's not a bad idea to 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 work with other people and to cross train. Mm-hmm. Like, what was it? We were looking at that guy, um, Mall, who does his yeah. um, his salad. Yeah, salad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Who looks super like what we did? Like what um, we so did? So close right? to our lineage. Yes. Yeah. We're like so close to like just like real karate, what we what we conceive as real karate technique, mm. um, and his whole thing's like yeah, it doesn't matter whoever trains with me. I mean, you're gonna find the same stuff, yeah. and so like it, and his stuff has forms, his stuff has kata. Like yeah. it's like wow, we had a we had a distant cousin that no one knew that we didn't really know about. Yeah, um, but then even that that ties back to what you were saying before. Okinawa is the gateway to Asia. You're going to tell me the Indonesians never found Okinawa? Oh, didn't tr- try to trade anywhere? Like, Okinawa yeah. was one of the one places that Japan didn't try to close. Yeah. It's like, fact, come on. And, when Perry went, Perry went to Okinawa first and was like, hey, can we trade with you? And they were like, cool. They, then he went up to Japan and he's like, hey, we're going to trade with you. And they're like, no. Then he yeah. started, started shooting. And Okinawa was like, what the fuck? Uh, what are you doing? Just Take the yeah. white people money. <laughs> just do it. Yeah, yeah. Just do it, guys. It's easy. Well, there, there was there is a little more to that than what I, I just said. Um, of of but, course, yeah, yeah. Um, but but I mean, like the the they're just taking whatever. I mean, what I've always found interesting is that with knife never really came seems to have come up too much, despite being yeah. close to the Philippines. I think it was kind of just more whatever tools were lying around. But like, and especially, there's never I've in all of my studies, I've never seen knife really come up. Not like the Philippines, huh? And that's that yeah. was interesting. I asked that question um, of an instructor I trained under, or you and I both trained under at one point, and um, it's really interesting. I said, "Why is that? Why is you know? I, what about knife?" The, you know, I've done a bit of knife work. What about knife? And the answer I got was, no, the knife was never taught in Okinawa. It was considered a woman's weapon. And at the time I went, oh, okay. And just kind of didn't really give it a hell of a lot of thought. But when you stop and think about that, that's actually a pretty dumb statement. You show me a, sing- show me a single culture in the world where a knife, a utility knife or whatever the case may be, has not been used as a weapon or was considered a, a girl's weapon. I don't think so. It doesn't, it just doesn't add up when you look at it a bit closer, but that makes it still no doesn't sense. explain what you're talking about. It doesn't explain why, um, a focus on knives has, isn't in Okinawa. I'm sure there's a real, somebody's probably done some study and has a reason, but yeah, I've never looked into it. I think, and I think it's just a matter of like what they're more interested in. Like for example, what karate doesn't really deal with swords. Yeah. Right. But we. But it was technically part of Japan. Maybe. Maybe not. I not going there. Um. Right now. Uh. Maybe that's going to be our drunk cast. But uh. Yeah. The the. Yeah. You know, it doesn't cover everything. Um. But the, to get, I'm trying to tie it back into the third century of karate. I think it's also time people just say, "All right, karate." Does, and I think people were starting to do this, but doing it in kind of more artificial ways and not doing it in more kind of natural ways that flow into teaching. Yep. Um, 
Whereas it's like, all right, we have to accept that karate doesn't do X, Y, and Z. And yeah. and not as a sport, yeah. but also as a self-defense thing. Because yeah, it's here's just the th- what it is. Yeah, but it, and here's the thing. It's, like, it's based on different cultures. Japan, as far as I've seen, does not really seem to care too much that karate is not for self-defense. Mm-hmm. Well, Okinawa not, not anymore. Okinawa does, mm. but like in terms of like people who do karate in Japan, mo- I think just most everybody just thinks it's a sport. Um, mm-hmm. they, it's conceived as a sport. It's conceived as what everybody does um, after school as an after school activity, um, and it it that baffles me. But it's also just all right because kendo isn't seen as self defense. Mm-hmm. Judo isn't necessarily seen as self defense. Yeah, judo isn't exactly seen as self-defense. So it's mm-hmm. now can I would I ever try to go in there and change that mindset? No, but that's how I teach it, and yeah, that's yeah. what when I was over there, literally three islands above Okinawa, people were like, "What, really?" And one random, randomly, I ran into a couple guys in a ramen bar. And we got to talking about it. I'm like, yeah, old school karate does um, the joint locks. He's like, yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. We should hang out sometime. Never hung out with those guys again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it just kind of happened that way. Um, so I think there's also a bit of cultural redress mm-hmm. that needs to happen. Because I, I think a lot of people outside of Japan um, or outside, the, outside East Asia to a degree – don't view it like that. Like Tai Chi. Mm-hmm. Tai Chi is not viewed as a martial art. Tai Chi is viewed as something you do for health. Like Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yet, like, I remember this summer, right? You were like, Well, this, this, this thing, whereas like what Tai Chi is, that guy's Tai Chi. I'm like, Whoa, Marty. <laughs> You've got a lot to say about Tai Chi. <laughs> uh yeah, well, you know, I, I dabbled for a bit. Um but yeah, there's there's a lot of different people teaching different types of Tai Chi. Like you say, there's your tree huggers. All they want to do is move slowly in, in big flowy silk pants and and make the world a better place. Yeah, there's a place for that. And there's there's people who just practice Tai Chi because they like to form. And then there's the guys that I like to pay a bit of attention to who actually try to make a martial art out of it again. Maybe Tai Chi's in its, I don't know, fourth, fifth, whatever century. Maybe it's in a similar place. But, yeah. Um, um, I think, yeah, yeah go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, no! I was, I was rambling, man. I was rambling. <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're fine. I'm, my mind's kind of like, hmm, mushy. Um, but it, I think that's just the thing with karate, where it's, uh, we kind of accept wh- where the limitations are, and maybe accept just kind of un- a new understanding of that karate needs. To, you know, we're all under the same umbrella. Mm. You know, with sports karate. Um, and we were saying this the other day, looking at kind of like stuff people have created. Mm-hmm. I think that's fine. And I think that's just how anything is going to kind of keep rolling. And well, it ties that, it back to your Pasai thing. You know? Yeah, that's These where guys, it came from, right? Someone yeah. thought up, someone went, oh, damn, I need to remember this stuff. How am I going to do it? Let's do it like this. That's where all Carter came from. And. Maybe, again, maybe that's something that the third century of karate is all about, is taking a close look, like, oh, you know, um, bunkai, applications. Uh, we've had this discussion before, was you can't prove to me that any application, anyone can show me, 
pick it Shotokan, Gojiru, I don't care. You show me an application and and tell me that that's traditional and it's it's guaranteed authentic. Oh, I'm going to say that's nice, but I say no. I, I call bullshit. Unless someone was there standing in front of the guy who made the carter at the time and saw him teach that exact punkai that has not been changed, then you're not teaching the original. Um, and yeah, maybe that's that's fine. That's not a thing. So maybe we all need to focus on let's forget what the old bunkai were, the quote unquote the correct traditional one. Maybe now it's time to work on bunkai that take the the skeleton. It takes the core of karate, the original kata, and applies bunkai to it that are effective for today's world. Um, that you could use in an octagon or a, a sloped ring or whatever you want to call it. And, yeah. and there's some people out there in the world who are doing this, you know, um, Paul Enfield and uh, various other karate guys out of various parts of the world. There's plenty of them who are teaching these bunkai that are more applicable to real world today um, or appear to be more applicable to real world today. Maybe they've got the jump on this. Maybe they've already worked out that this is the third century and it's time to do that stuff. But um, Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. Well, I and here's the thing. Like, I think karate is just gonna it, people. There's people who are just gonna kind of stick with what they know. Um, yeah, I, I think that's perfectly fine. As long as they continue to enliven what they do, that's good. Mm-hmm. This is this is where I think people kind of get burnt out is when there's lack of ideas, where there's lack of like thought put into what you're doing. Yeah, um, sure. So I think like you know, like for example like people like I'm kind of in a weird post-curriculum type stage mm-hmm. with my teaching, right? I've got uh, a couple private students, and yep. ever since I've come back to the States with them, I've been like, you know what, don't, we're not good. I, I, I was tempted by rank and stuff like that for a while, and like jumping in with all that stuff, and <sighs> late night conversations we had about that. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, from a teaching perspective, I never felt freer because yeah. I'm like, all right, let's try this. All right. Now let's try to like look at the version of this this way, right? All right, we're going to work on this for a while, like mm-hmm. punching drills. All right, this is how how kind of we traditionally punch. All right, this is how you can kind of punch from more of a sparring situation. Mm-hmm. All right, this is the, you know, a couple like tricks – Tricks that I, you know, a buddy of ours um, had taught me a long time ago. Good mentor mm-hmm. of mine taught me a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Completely fits in with the kata. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's right and there it in the kata. Huh. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, but and that's the thing. Like, if people who just stick with that curriculum, mm-hmm. you tend to just not have anything more than that. Mm-hmm. If you're not putting the thought into it, again... Because I think that's if you think of if we're using this model of first, third, second, and third century, mm-hmm. in the first in the in the first go around it was trying to put it all together, in the second go around was more formalizing it. Terrible world tragedy happens, mm-hmm. explosion onto the world stage. I I don't want to say vilification. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, kind of. Kind of, what's the word you use when something, not devaluification, but kind of like, um, 
looking for this word delusion. There we go. Uh-huh. Um, on to, in terms of just like you know the quality of it. Now we're yep. in the third century, and everyone's kind of looking back and being like, "We must preserve the past." Like, dude, look at the like last twenty five, thirty years. It's yeah, been yeah. Not, is there it's, any is there any need for that anymore? No. Look at like look at this video from the nineteen twenties. Okay. Look at how 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 everybody else is not giving a crap about you know the formalities and what whatnot. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's something in there. Maybe you can have both. And you probably can. You yes. just need, you just need, need to be able to to adjust for what's going on. Yeah. Somebody throws up their hands in a boxer type stance. You know, how do you deal with that? Someone's just starting to swing round. Uh, what is it? Yeah. Haymakers Front at haymakers you. Haymakers at you. Yep. How do you deal with that? Yep. Well, I I don't know. It's yeah. not in the kata. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it 100%. is exactly. Yeah, you're not exactly thinking. it is. You just haven't yeah, yeah, you're not looking hard enough. You don't understand it. And again, maybe that's the um you know, is that the third century thing? It's teaching people how to read it properly, perhaps. Yeah, and then also you have to throw in like variation and continuing to you know work on that. Uh a good friend of mine, J- uh Jer, we've yeah. we've had a lot a lot of well, hopefully I can get him on here sometime. Um, yeah, his yeah. whole thing is like, you know, the traditional view of pedagogy is great, except it's missing variation. Uh-huh. So the only way these guys got good at this is through unconscious variation. That's yeah. the only way. And he does tons on thinking about, like, not martial arts, but the teaching of said martial arts. So, you know, um, very strong. And the guy's got his own security company and everything. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. um I think that's what, that's one direction I think people need to go in is that you know I think this is our lineage. I think it's the greatest part of our lineage. No none of the katas, none of the exercises, none of the kobodo. No. It's the thought process. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because no, how I think, many, I think you're onto something there. I think what is it? I think probably Lee would agree with me there. But Yeah, I, yeah. I I think you're right. It's yeah, it's not about rote, the um, the rote, what's the word? Not learning, repetition. The rote repetition of someone else. Of We're what bad with words tonight. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's it's that time of the day. Um, yeah, yeah. It's not the rote repetition of what someone else taught you. It's giving you the skills to work it out for yourself. What's that, that old saying? You know, catch a fish, um, feed a man for a day. Teach him how to fish. Feed him for his life. That was the beat a man for a day yeah either way yeah maybe that's it yeah and and you know that that maybe that's the third century of karate it is teaching people hey what we're looking at here what what everyone thinks this is it's not it's time to do what it really is or or we can't even prove that it really ever was this but this is what we're going to do with it now i'm going to do this instead I suppose that this is a really out there analogy, but what if the guy who first created the wheel never intended it to be used the way we use it? What if he just, you know, he said, oh, I put this wheel on a spinny thing and he used it as a lazy Susan on a table to, to share pieces of chopped up dinosaur with his caveman friends. You get my point? Yeah. What if, what if that was the idea of the wheel? And then some wild ass guy, a few, a few years later, went. You know what? If I put another one on these on the other end of that stick, and then I 
tow it down the road, and now we have cars and trains. Maybe yeah. karate has to be like that. Maybe whatever it was originally built for, whatever it was meant to be hundreds of years ago, however they used it, forget about it. Now it's time to just do what's applicable today. And I think most of the people who were in that time when creation probably thought that. Yeah. Or maybe, or even if maybe they didn't, they wouldn't have be offended by people changing. We're not, I don't want to say changing things because people get mad when we say change Kata. Mm-hmm. Um, despite the fact that's just been what's been going on forever in a day. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean. You know, maybe maybe just that, right, that in itself, you know. Um, we assume, or people assume that you can't change a carter, you can't change a carter, you can't change a carter. What if the guy who created that carter goes, you know what, that really wasn't my best work. And what you've just done to it, that change you made, that's actually really cool. I think that's neat. And he's okay with it. We, we'll never know. Um, he's stardust again. Whoever created the carter, is, he, he's gone back to the universe. But um, maybe that's the whole thing. Maybe changing carter is okay if we do it for the right reason, if you do it for a... Um, an applicable reason. Right. Well, and it's like, um, what is it? A long conversation with Jimmy Teller, uh, two weeks ago. And he was, he was, that man can definitely break down a motion. Yeah. Um, in, in ways you like, I, I can't do because mm-hmm. of his experience and stuff like that. Um, I don't necessarily think that everyone can teach that way. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe you need to kind of start out in a kind of a different, kind of more basic way. And he's he he does teach like that, but like at eventually at an eventual point, you kind of get out more nuance as time goes on. And mm-hmm. it also goes into the other thing. There's two, in my opinion, there's two versions of Akata. There is the Akata as people know it, and then your version of Akata. Whatever you do, however you kind of see that. Right, it's gonna live and die with you because that's your version of the kata. Yeah. And same thing with your students. There is the kata, and their version of the kata might look yeah, like yeah. your version, but eventually it'll probably become their version. It, it'll twist and change. Yeah. 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 It'll twist and change. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Indeed. Yeah. Um. Anything? Anything you want to say in closing up? No, not really. I think I've waffled enough, to be honest. Um, and I'm not even convinced that what we've just talked about for the last hour even makes any sense. <laughs> but that's okay. Someone will use it as, as, I don't know, some kind of ear torture or something, maybe. Um, yeah, hey, look, if anyone's listening and they happen to be hanging around either Tauranga or Auckland, New Zealand, over the next couple of weeks, if you're looking just for happen something to be interesting there. to do, just happen to be there, you're looking for something interesting to do, um, do sing out. Because we can put you right on the you know, in the right place for some really good seminars. So this weekend coming up, uh, March nine, Tauranga at the Martial Arts Academy. We got Lee Richards teaching for all day. Um, we're teaching weapons. We're teaching tuite. We're teaching Carter breakdown. It'll be good. And then the following weekend, sixteen March in Auckland at the Session Rue Dojo, um, we'll be pretty much repeating the seminar for the Auckland people who couldn't make it to Tauranga. So yeah, if anyone's out there listening and you know, you're really, really keen then front on down. But if you're listening to this podcast and the seminars already happened, well, bad luck, you missed out. And it was really yeah. cool. 
Yeah. And maybe if maybe if you're listening to this podcast in the past, how are you able to do that? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't even <laughs> make it yet. Um, yeah. Um, also sounds like we're doing the same seminar again. I'm just like, what is that? Like a seminar theater troupe? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, that's not, that's good, man. Um, I like I, I like I doing guys... the same seminar twice, seven days apart, because I'll learn more the second time round. <laughs> Get it more in the head. Yeah, yeah. I I I wish I could be down there for with you guys doing doing one of those. Um, at some point, I I mean, as I said today today earlier about something else, podcast goals. Um, yeah. I want to try to get people in Okinawa, not for a big seminar deal. Just it'd be cool. If we, yeah, and just hang out with like Hokama Sensei or James from the Dojo Bar. Plug plug. Um. And you know, just kind of see see the area and train there, without much fanfare. Mm. So that's my yeah. that's my goal eventually. But you guys have That'd a great good time stuff. Then. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's what we're hoping. And you never know when we do the next one, we might uh, report back and tell everyone how it went. Ooh, so, yeah. yeah, and that'll be. I mean, what we're going to do. So here, I'm. You're probably the better one to tell the story, but I'm going to do it. So while John's sure. moving. Between uh, Philadelphia and Yoron in Japan, um, there might be a bit of a gap in our uh, in our podcasting um, schedule. But if things are fair and equal, I might get some time with my guest um, to sit down and do a podcast with him, or I might just put together something short and sweet uh, with a few ideas, a few thoughts, some you know something that might uh, spark someone's um, some study off in a different direction for somebody. And we'll just see how that goes. But uh, hang around, stay tuned. We'll be back for more. Oh yeah, definitely. This isn't going away. If the, if there is a bit of a gap, it's because we're cooking some. We're cooking stuff up. Yeah, so, for sure. That that's that. That's All right, a everybody. Good closing line: cooking stuff up. I need to go cooking and cook stuff dinner. up. And <laughs> I need to catch some some Z's. So yeah, good night, everyone. Sure. All right, cheers. Thanks. Bye bye.